Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Morning, everybody. Hello, team, and welcome to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Your hosts are here, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Eckner, and myself, Scotty Boy. How do you do? It's happening, pod- hoops. It's podcast Saturday, and we're live from Showtime City on a Hill. And we're starting off with a little Tarantino tribute. Yeah, this uh, is a Tarantino episode, uh, given the fact that we are... About to be on our way to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, are you yeah. excited, Scott? Rye, I am. That's good to hear. I've been excited for this movie since <laughs> I heard that it was a thing. Only at the Grindhouse. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I actually am fired up to see it. Yeah, I think I have high hopes for this. I've heard nothing but good things. It um, my should be a hot one. My team. <laughs> so, is excited. She's in. Um, do we have any correspondence from the fans this we week? We do, actually. There's Ooh, a... Baby. My hey. sister Catherine actually sent us a letter. Love it. Where she explained the origin, or that she sent us a link to the origin of How Do You Like Them Apples. And I think that Ooh. that's worth reading. That's real good. Real quick. I actually got one from a friend of the show. Brian sent me this. Okay. Go ahead in, while I get this one queued yeah, up. In the same vein, he sent, Ank was correct. Quote unquote, how do you like them apples has been around for a while. The do you like apples part is considered an original setup to the classic line, hence why it stayed in pop culture all these years. Also, Boston, Massachusetts is sick and cool. Thanks, Brian. End of transmission. Also, do you have... I'm er... Uh, yeah, trivia, the, uh, the origin of how do you like them apples from chrisspisak.com, which is... Clearly a very reliable source, Catherine. Thank you. I trust Brian more, but yes, go on. Google hunting fans and language lovers alike have wondered about the origin of how do you like them apples? Where on earth did this phrase come from? Orchard owners, apple thieves, really proud produce man. They're trying to be funny and cute now. The exact (laughs) etymology of this phrase, how do you like them apples, is a bit fuzzy. But many sources point to the idea that a specific type of mortar during World War II, I'm sorry, World War I, was nicknamed a toffee apple. It was large and spherical. 
which didn't allow it to fully fit in the firing tube and gave it a candy apple appearance. It's believed that the soldiers in the trenches were the first to say this phrase, how do you like them apples, upon firing the mortars across enemy lines. Uh, what an insane answer. That was... I'm into it, though. Uh, that's a lot, yeah. Okay. Two very different answers. Okay! I still don't think the How Do You Like Them Apples from Goodwill Hunting is a good bit, but I nope. I like having some some facts to back it up now. Now I know the story. Agreed. The story <coughs> is... It's still dead and buried in the obits, never to be unearthed. On oh, no. Ever. Um, what's in the news? Oh, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, they're finally releasing Super Size Me 2 after it was shelved for two years. Two calendar years because Morgan Spurlock got canceled for admitting to a bunch of sexual harassment stuff, and uh, but now they're just like, yeah, let's just put it out anyways. And I was saying the other day, supersize me too, more like supersize hashtag me too. <laughs> I I thought that as I saw it as well, and it's, it was it's kind of like there's literally they could have called it supersize me again, supersize me the sequel. They could have called yeah. it anything but. Like it's, who's planning these these titles? It's a real obvious cheapy, but uh, it's fun. <laughs> well, I don't and, see why they wouldn't have come. I don't. Ugh. Yeah, and it's after all this time, I can't believe they're even making another supersize me. I want to make a supersize me that takes the other side of the argument. A movie about me eating nothing but one dollar large fries and large sprites from McDonald's and mm. thriving. I'm on board. He's in. We've got a green light. Hmm. What are you thinking, news-wise? Um, what caught your eye this I'm looking week? forward to Uncut Gems from the Safdie Brothers. Ooh. Did you write this down, that new Sandler movie? I didn't, but they released some uh, photos from the set. I only saw the ones of Adam, specifically. Yeah. He's looking wacky and fun. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Folks, if you haven't seen Good Time, it's on Amazon Prime right now. It's the last like movie. It's very good. That other one they did, too. Yeah, with uh, Sidecar Jones. Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the movie, but I remember that he's in it and that he's a drug addict, and it's great. So just look up. And I watched one of their shorts, and then I watched one of their old movies as well. There's a lot of the. They have a surprisingly large catalog on iTunes that's gettable. Yeah. So go to like Wikipedia, the Safdie brothers, and then just figure out the title and just grab some. Just they're a good director duo to dive into. That's actually a good point. A bunch of like the cool new directors that come up, like Ari Aster, who did Hereditary and Midsommar. Yeah. He's like new, but then you go online and you find all his like short films on Vimeo and stuff, and those are all cool. Um, it's cool to check out, um, you know, indie sidecar. I'm stuff. still steamed about Showtime uh, not inviting me to become a Showtime <laughs> Elite member, like they did with uh, Madam Connolly. Yes, honestly, I explain what this is to the fans. It's a, like our friend Marty, who's been on the show, Codpiece. Basically, ba -ba -ba. they sent him. Showtime sent him an email. While it be a form email, whatever, it was inviting him to become a member of what they call Showtime's Elite. And I, myself, watch a lot more Showtime shows than he ever has. I've finished Brotherhood. I've watched every episode and plugged I'm Dying Up Here to many people. Yeah. I've just gone down with the ship with like six different Showtime vehicles. And I'm, yes. quite frankly, I'm hurt. Yeah, you should be. Like, it's honestly insulting that they wouldn't... If there was going to be such a Showtime VIP... It's you. It's me. I don't know. <laughs> um, what do you got? What else? Uh, this week in Wahlberg news, coming in hot, M Mark Wahlberg is signed on to play the lead in a true story dog movie called Arthur the King. Uh. And uh, 
This project adapts the book Arthur, the Dog Across the Jungle to Find a Home by some name I can't pronounce. It told the true story of a Swedish adventure racer. I really hope Mark Wahlberg does a Swedish accent in this movie. Who won the hearts of millions when he and his team adopted Arthur, a badly wounded but big-hearted stray dog who tagged along with them during an epic endurance race. And first of all, it's about time that Mark Wahlberg started making awful, like, heart-tugging, straight-to-video dog movies. I felt like this is a long time coming. I'm like, I love this pooch, but I fed, I fed him too many Wahlburgers, and he died. It's, it's, it's goddamn heartbreaking. This fucking pooch. Yeah, you know, I just, I really like dogs. Yeah. Yeah. They tug my heartstrings. You know, I'm five, I'm five, seven. <laughs> Cheapy. 213 pounds, all biceps. Yeah. Yeah, I do 100 push-ups every morning when I wake up. I do, for the Lord. Yeah. I beat my wife and my kids. Wait. Take out all my aggression on them. I go to bed really early. <laughs> no doubt. I'm unhappy. And also, speaking of Wahlberg... It doesn't matter how much money I make, I'll never <laughs> outrun the fact that I abused that Asian man and made him blind in the 90s. Wow. All those underwear commercials. Mark, that was a big reveal. I'm I can glad. never get my abs like that again. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm going to start doing Calvin Klein ads again, though. Those were sick. Um, but yeah, Wahlbergers is entering its 10th season. Can't which wait. Which is insane. Time flies when you're having fun, folks. And uh, moving along, big news for Hank. I'm sure, I don't even know if you're aware of this. I was okay. save, saving this for you. you. Special, special good news for me? Yes. What do you got? For you and fans of the show Power on Stars. Is it renewed again? Power is ending next year, but fans, there's more power coming. Oh no, they're doing a movie? With some very big star power. Look at that. Mary J. Blige will be headlining the first spin-off of the Well-Watched series. I like how they sneak that in. Like, Power, the Well-Watched series. It was Well-Watched. We watched it. We... You did. Don't... <laughs> don't drag me down into the muck with you. But yeah, they're, they're doing a spin-off of Power called... Uh, what was it called? Like, The Final Betrayal? I don't have the title here. But yeah, the, a Power spin-off. Why, how is Mary J. Blige... I was going to ask, is she not on power? No. They're just spinning off. I mean, either way, I'm excited about it, so. Yeah, you'll be locked in. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, I have, um, what else do we have here? Fred Durst Fanatic has a release date. We talked about thinking it was gone. It's yeah. back, and it has a release date. Uh, August 31st. I actually the John Travolta vehicle. Yes. We're very, very excited. Friend of the show, Fred Durst. We're happy for him. John Travolta and Devin Sawa lighting up the screen together. Devin Sawa, like, I needed this work! <laughs> Thank you, God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped, man. I, like, jokes aside, I think it looks interesting. And I yeah. think Weird Travolta is cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I get a kick out of him. This year's Gotti is ready to go. I can't wait to see it, yeah. And the trailer made it look like a movie that'll be like going to theaters, which... It definitely is not. Yeah. It's I, a Netflix original, right? No, I think it's an Amazon Prime okay. kind of a deal. I feel like Prime gets the grittier stuff. It's Prime! Like, like, they shopped it to Netflix, and Netflix was like, eh, Fred, like, we're good. Put your shirt back on. <laughs> There's some documentary about Woodstock 99 that I keep hearing about. Oh, no, it's a oh. podcast where they break down all the stuff that happened at Woodstock 99. I feel like how did, number one. That sounds so niche. Like I we, might be in. Like, we have, 
limited shit to talk about here sometimes. It's like, how do you figure out... Exactly, like, that's such a specific... Yeah. You have to, like, zero in on, like, oh, yeah. every act and make that an episode. While we're talking about Netflix, uh, apparently they've ordered more episodes of hit show Lucifer. I know you're a oh. big fan. Oh, <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> they also just ordered uh, three more seasons of Big Mouth. I don't know if you saw that. I could do without Big Mouth again. Yeah. It's, it's run its course. Like, Especially when I saw that, they were like, we just got picked up for three more seasons. I was like... I Maya Rudolph just shouting. I was like, I don't think I need one more season, but good for you, I guess. Nick Kroll's funny dude. Oh, uh, good for you! <laughs> I like the people involved. The, uh... I got some more news here. Uh, did you hear about the new J-Lo vehicle? Called the Godmother? No thanks. It's, uh... <laughs> It's based on, like, a, the true story of this woman, Griselda La Madrina Blanco, who was a drug lord of the Medellin cartel. And, uh, but yeah, when I first saw the headline, the, headline uh, the godmother will turn Jennifer Lopez into a mob kingpin, I was like, please tell me they're doing a female remake of The Godfather with Jennifer Lopez as, uh... Jennifer Lopez! What's the Marlon Brando? What's that guy's baby, name? Baby, 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 <laughs> give me all your tacos! Okay, okay. Oh, Jenny. Um, I wasn't listening at all because I wanted to do the... I could tell. <laughs> I wanted to do the, the voice. No, but uh, what's uh, Marlon Brando's character's name in The Godfather? Oh, I don't... I have never seen The Godfather. I believe what? that it insists on itself. What is this? I well, refused whatever. to finish it. I actually started it, shut it off, never went back. Never saw Godfather 2. I was imagining her in that role and having a lot of fun. Hopefully, eventually, she'll get there. Um, J-Lo's back making movies. Yeah, I famously was roped <laughs> hiccups now. I hope she makes a sequel to Enough, the movie where she uh, trains really hard to beat up her husband because she had had enough. And we named this podcast after that film because we were such fans. What did I see on Christmas Day? The J Lo flick, the the do over or the comeback or the I want second say, act, the wedding. Oh yeah, the, the second, second act. act. There yeah. it is. Mm. <laughs> you should have left during the second act, but you were with family. I couldn't leave. Yeah, it's, I, w- I really would have loved to. You were locked in. If somebody said like, "Let's get out of here," I would have said. <laughs> Love the soundboard. We're yeah, having I can't. Fun. I can't uh, stop myself, and it's not even fully loaded. Kid, the uh, did you see that this Venom Two is happening? That's a reality. And no way, really. And they're talking. <laughs> listen to that excitement, folks. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> and they're talking about who's gonna direct it. <laughs> <laughs> this is huge. It is. That's hot. The, I couldn't find that's hot. I'm gonna have to dig that up for next week. Yes, that'll be Paris big. Hilton, friend of the show. I've masturbated to your video. Sorry, mom. Wow. Um, ooh. Sneaking in reveals. But yeah, they were talking. Andy Circus might be directing Venom too. Remind me who he is again. He's the guy who did like he played like Smeagol in Lord of the Rings. Oh come on. He gets a bunch of acting work. I guess he's, he's like the green screen kid. A director. Yeah, exactly. And he played like that, Mr. Motion Capture. Yeah, he played that like crusty maggot gargoyle in Star Wars. I didn't see it. Chancellor. Palpatine, I don't do big franchises. Too cool. Ooh, that is pretty cool. I must you heard say. it here first, folks. But yeah, he's possibly directing Venom too. Whoever directs Venom two, it'll be a masterpiece. I'm positive. That's all I have for news. You got any hot, uh... 
um, piping beyond hot. the the Lion King making way way too much money with 185 million dollars opening Oof. weekend. Uh, no, I got nothing. Disgusting, and it's great because the Turkey King. Even though that's a ton of money, they thought it would make more. That's considered disappointing. You say that a lot. I know. Well, these Disney movies, they think it's just gonna like if it doesn't make like all the money in the world, they're like, oh, this, this is a dud. Which whatever gets them to stop making it. I uh, want to see it anyway. What of it? I saw it. I, I've got a review all queued up, but I don't think we're ready for it. Unless Should we, we do want to do reviews and then Bachelor and then Departed? Yeah. All right, let's do reviews. Want to start with Vault, our featured review? Yes. Um, Unless, do you want to do shots real quick before reviews? Oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> ooh. Just, I have just no shots. Okay, ooh. This no shots. This is legitimately a first. Are you telling me you didn't turn off any movies this entire week? I didn't like I said I wasn't uh, to, sorry fans I need a I have to moment of truth this is huge I didn't really watch a lot of movies this week wow I didn't Mono, what, I was busy are you, are you out there living life or something I, I had I'm insulted I was working late and I had a lot going on I'm starting where I've started my business I mean I know it's summer but I'm we, a little ashamed of myself we need to remain indoors doing nothing but watching movies no I'm I'm aware like a couple Tim Burton characters. That's what we do here. But I, I have one yeah, show that I shot. want to talk about. Little Fockers. Do you even remember Haven't this movie? Have we seen this already? We I have. I think I saw it with you. But I put it on and shut it, and I just want to make fun of it for a second. It still counts if you shut it off. This movie's... If you did it angrily, like with a click of the remote. Yeah. That counts. Even for like a comedy sequel, this movie is just so unfathomably bad. Like, they couldn't even get the cast together for this movie. So much of it takes place, like, they're having Skype conversations. Like, oh. Ben Stiller's talking to Owen Wilson over Skype. And then he's, like, talking to his wife on the phone. It's like, why did you make this? <laughs> you had nothing. And the big joke in it is Robert De Niro being the Godfather. Like, whoa! You know, because he was in The Godfather. And it's just uh, it's such an awful bit. They say it like 300 times, like over and over again. Like, Greg, I'm the Godfucker. I'm uh, like, do you get it? It's like, shut up. Just hammering the bit home. Yes. And it just sucks. Meet Their Parents holds up and is a strong comedy. And if they didn't make the two Dead Z sequels, it would be regarded in a stronger light. Meet the Parents is very funny. Yeah, and it holds up. It's got a lot of great bits. Uh, but, but yeah, as reviews. far as any of the, the two sequels, Parents are Fockers and Little Fockers? Yes. Yeah. Fuck out of here. There's some decent Dustin Hoffman stuff in Fockers, but... Him on the toilet and... Yeah, basically just that. That's it. <laughs> like, almost done. Um, reviews. Yeah, Vault. The feature Vault. review. We're going to talk about something that we liked here. Yes. Friend of the show, Katie Kellaway, was the uh, was her like big screen debut. Yes. Which is exciting. Congratulations. Yes. You were, uh, you were dope. I was like, I was worried I was going to have to just be polite and say I loved it either way, but mm. like, I did like it a lot. I thought it was awesome, yeah. and it was way better than I expected from a guy who's not done anything before besides, you know. It was a pretty. My it was a pretty though? standard classic, like bank robbery with some mafia elements, crime caper kind of deal. There I was, thought it was great. It had some uh, some good tension and grittiness. I actually wrote down in Katie's scene, she has to give a, a good scream, like someone gets shot next to her, and she's like the big reaction. Scream. 
And I gotta say, she really sold the moment. That was her big moment, yeah, that yell. And I, wrote, got that, a good I wrote that down too. Great scream, believable. Yeah. Put her in a horror movie, folks. That's the idea, yeah. A lot of Hollywood head honchos listen. I was so, saying, Katie, don't be surprised if you get a call from uh, yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson later today. He's a fan? Yeah. He listens. He's a friend, so. Um, <laughs> Samir Wiley. Yeah, uh, that girl from I like Orange her. is the New Black. She's cool. And I and I like her even more that you pointed out that she was the cop in Upgrade mm. with our uh, with our boy Logan Marshall Green. Yes, Upgrade's an awesome movie. We saw that it. in the theater, and I famously sat on a big box of cookie dough bites <laughs> and got a poop-looking stain on my butt cheek. You did. We were walking out. I was had like, to throw those shorts in the trash. Thought I, thought I pooped my pants. I was like, did Ank have an accident? I was concerned. Also, William Forsythe's facial prosthetics, or is he is or is he actually fat? Is I what think, I need to I know. I think he had a big gain. Because looks, I, don't, I don't see any reason husky. for that character to be fat suit wise. He is the he's cool and everything. He had a good uh, fat gangster cackle at one point. He I don't even know what that meant, but I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense at the time. Appreciate that. Yes. Um, what else? But yeah. <clears throat> Theo Rossi, uh, dating the, who's the main character, uh, main actor, the lead rather. Mm. Him, di- him robbing the place and then going back to go on a date with the woman that was in, tr- like the manager of the yeah. store that he robbed. I oh. thought that was a cool, unique idea. That was like laughable, cool guy stuff. Like, oh, yeah. you're, you're hitting on a babe while robbing a bank. Like, Vault is, to give you guys a quick summary, I should have done that at the top, but uh, it's basically, Vault tells a story about a group of small-time criminals in 1975 who attempt to pull off the biggest heist in American history, stealing over $30 million from the mafia in the smallest state in the Union, Rhode Island. It's directed by a guy from Rhode Island, stars Mm. Chaz Palminteri, Don Johnson, and our friend Katie. Yes. And it has a prison boxing scene. Any movie with a prison boxing scene, I'm in automatically. What about that movie I can't remember the title of where Ving Rhames and Wesley Snipes... Undisputed. Yes. <laughs> and perfect example. <laughs> perfect example of the kind of thing that you're in on. Yeah, I love like, that movie. I was going to... You talked about it a little bit last week, but I snuck it in in the interim. Art of Self-Defense. Yes. Want to talk about that for a hot minute? I want to talk about why you didn't like it as much as I did, which was a disappointment on my end. It's, uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. This, this is a good what didn't you like about it segment. <laughs> Classic. This is the new Jesse Eisenberg movie written and directed by Riley Stearns. With Alessandro uh, Nivola. Yeah. yeah. The guy who plays uh, Pollux Troy in Face Off. Talk about probably how people know range. Him. But yeah, this in this landscape of superhero movies, sequels, reboots, I really appreciate when a, a really weird original movie comes out, which this very much was. It's like a very dark comedy like you know crazy violent weird dark humor the whole deal it had a good bit about black belts or just belts in general like he gets beat up and has to join this karate (laughs) club and then you know like to be nice and like to get in with everybody he's like i got you guys like you know belts to wear in everyday life so you always feel like a yellow belt even when you're at work and, and he gives the one guy who's a black belt, like, just a black leather belt. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, I really appreciate the belt. And he mentions how expensive it was to get that custom made. And, yeah, it's just like a belt. It's got a lot of good bits like that, where it's uh, very deadpan sensei stuff. Yeah, I, I loved it. And I'm, I was hope I was wanting to, you. I think if you saw it with me, my enthusiasm, mm. speaking of Katie, I actually, Katie and I saw it together. Ooh, hey now. Uh, and we loved it. 
So I was hoping you would share our enthusiasm. Yeah, I definitely dug it. I just wasn't, like, bowled over, I guess. Mm. Like, all the stuff about he's going to karate and it's he's trying to be, like, super masculine. He's, he goes into work and he's like, we should do push-ups. And him and his co-workers are just like... Like, um... Oh, yeah, and Sensei's like, from now on, you listen to metal. And then they cut to him buying the one metal CD in the metal section at a, a CD store. It's just like a crazy, fun indie movie. Yeah, and also, it, it was I, awesome. I'm going to buy it when it comes. I might pre-order it. I called a twist early on, and I felt really smart about it, which I thought was fun. I won't reveal it because... Uh, yeah, don't reveal. That's the whole movie. Don't do it. Yeah, but I, I called it early on, and then when it happened, I was like, "I still got it." <laughs> I Scott, actually was blindsided by the twist, folks. So be prepared to have a nice. Be surprise. prepared. Brought it back on Lion King. What, what a segue into the Lion King, which I snuck into after seeing the Art of Self Defense, and just real quick, the Turkey King. We've been talking about it. It was even worse than I was imagining it was going to be. I hated the new Lion King, and it was my first walkout in a very long time. I thought you'd be more proud of me for walking out of the Lion I'm King. I'm proud. Okay. The I'm pride proud. The pride is there. Okay. And like, this just... You should have brought the pride of lions with you. <laughs> That's good. But it's literally just... like, it's like a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original. And the effects look pretty good, but it's like, who cares? Oh, it's the man. most unnecessary thing I've ever seen. And I had the thought while watching it, if they were going to go the photorealistic route, they should have made it dialogue-free. Then it would have been like its own thing. And more realistic. And the whole deal. The animals are expressionless, dead-eyed duds. The only characters <laughs> that seemed real were Timon and Pumbaa. Billy Eichner, Seth Rogen breathed a little life into this snooze fest. <laughs> I almost put a Seth Rogen laughing <laughs> sa- on the soundboard, and you I don't, realized we don't need it. Yeah, I can just do it. Um, but uh, and yeah, they at least have some dialogue and jokes that sounded new. Everything else is literally like beat for beat the same thing, and the movie's just no fun at all. I walked, <clears throat> I walked out of the theater with like thirty minutes left because I had had enough, and I already know the ending. We all do. Don't see it. It's everybody awful. dies. <laughs> yes. Um. I have a review for a movie called Skin with Jamie Bell. Ooh. It's, uh, I'm going to do it quick because nobody will watch this. But it, I, I don't know. And I think yeah, you, you, I you think didn't you seem sh- too hot on it. I wasn't blown away, but I feel like I should discuss it anyway because it's kind of a big deal. Like We were talking about it. I was saying skinhead movies are very meh overall. Yeah. American History X is the entire genre. Yeah. And they've been trying to reinvent the wheel ever since. And it's basically just like a bunch of guys get face tattoos and like. I don't know. It's a, the movie is a destitute young man raised by racist skinheads and notorious among white supremacists turns his back Ooh. on hatred and violence to transform his life with the help of a black activist and the woman he loves. Word. Guy Native is the director. Never even heard of him. Yeah, uh, I do either. like Jamie Bell. He was in a couple cool movies. He's, he's okay. Is he in Jumper? I he, hate Jumpers. <laughs> he is in Jumper. Uh, why do all movies I, I love in Jumper. this genre look like somebody filmed it through sunglass lenses like they're just like unnecessarily dark like yeah. if you wa- if there was no if there was sunlight coming in i wouldn't have been able to see it on yeah. the tv like soderbergh filming a scene sure. in mexico stuff yes where it's just like why is this green jamie bell is the lead he has some heavy set love interest there's a lot oh. of like domestic violence going on jamie bell gets his face tattoos removed throughout the movie like it's part of it's a true story about a guy who like turned his life around with this black 
uh, activist who helps people get out of the white supremacist movement, okay. which I thought was interesting. The fact that it was that aspect. And That's fun. So, but as a tattooed person watching like the tattoo removal, it looked real. Mm. So I don't know how they pulled that off. I hope Jamie Bell got a bunch of racist face tattoos for this movie that nobody saw. And then there's a scene where a dog dies, and I'm like, I feel like this is being overdone. It happened in another movie we've... Art of Self-Defense. Yeah, it happened in that movie, too. Sorry. Sorry, guys. It's not really a spoiler, because, like, who cares? But, like... It's like... It's just... I think it's a cheap tactic in terms of trying to evoke emotion. I couldn't agree more. Like, Todd Salon's Wiener Dog, they do it, too, and it's just, like... I'm trying to think of other... It's it's an indie yeah. movie trope, and I'm a little sick of it. They do it in a lot of stuff. Because even if it's not well done, like people are going to have a reaction to a dog 100%. dying. Everyone loves dogs, and even if it's like a bad I dog... I am the dog. If I watched it die on screen, I'd be like, ah, oh, god damn it. Look at that pooch. She's god done. damn it, god damn it. He's down. Heartbreaking. <laughs> Good. Good. It didn't really work, but... Hey, I loved hearing it anyways. Um... <laughs> Want to do Bachelorette or you got more reviews? No, that uh, guys, we're cruising because we'll we do have it. to leave to go see the movie. That we're gonna come back and do another little quick segment and yeah. talk, talk about after. Yeah. Um, but the I think Bachelor Nation, it's heating the fuck up. Are we, are we coming up on the last episode here? I think it is. I think it's yeah. We just it's went just through the men tell all. I finally saw fans will definitely remember last week. I missed the end when Luke P got voted off. And said, "Can I pray over you to Hannah?" I finally got all caught oh, up. Oh, you went and got caught up. Well, they showed. Did it you in see the... him roaring back in, doing the vlog in the van? Yeah. Well, that was the funniest thing. The what's her face? Hannah gives this whole speech about how she never wants to see Luke again, and then they cut to Luke in the car making a video like, <laughs> "I'm on my way back to to, w- to win my girl." <laughs> and, like he does a whole thing. I it talk re- about it legitimately made me laugh out loud. Yeah, and I think his eyebrows were further apart than ever. And the best is oh. him fighting back tears on the stage of the tell-all because everyone was being all mean to him and saying he was a dick. And yeah, which is so fair and legitimate. And he's just sitting there like, "You guys are like, you guys are being really mean." I did think they went a little overboard towards the end, and I was like, "Okay, guys, like it's been said." And it was just like all these idiots piggybacking on with their fake tough guy. Routine, and it's like, oh. how many of you would say this to him if you were outside at a, of a like a bar with nobody watching at two o'clock in the morning? Like, I bet like, he'd headbutt you until you were unconscious. Yeah, it was the funniest because, like, he roars in. He's not supposed to be there. He says, "I can't talk to you until I get a few things off my heart." Oh, which was incredible. But yeah, then they have a uh, like one of the bros like steps up at some point to like say something or to like get him away from Hannah and then once one does all of them have to move because you can't be the guy who like doesn't spring into action I was just laughing at the fact that they all have to like do the same thing a bunch of dullards yeah they're just like well he's doing that I gotta do this too otherwise I'm gonna get voted out for like not being a team player one positive thing I can say about Hannah is that what what she has her hair looked okay Looked nice, <laughs> uh, but she has the worst improv skills of literally anyone I have ever seen. She's ter- like last week, she was saying like they're like give a toast. She's like I can't think of a thing to say. Yeah, like, just she, nothing. She's a void. <laughs> Mel has, has he's got a strong opinion on this. Wow. Okay, Mel. Um, what else? What else? That's it for but, Bachelor. You got more? Well, they just and then the bulk of this episode was. Like Luke P getting interviewed by this stupid host guy, like in a in studio friend of the show Chris Harrison interview don't listen setting, to him. 
Which, this was like the most boring the show's ever been. I know I always say the show's boring, but they really outdid themselves this week. And like, he's just sitting there in silence. It's like, he'll... He gets asked a question, then just like sits there thinking about it for like 20 actual seconds. I thought he was going to do the like Owen Wilson and Tenenbaums. Like, I'm going to go. I gotta go. <laughs> um, and it was just... <laughs> he did walk out. Yes. He did eventually walk out. Which I thought was fair. And then he was talking about a bunch of stuff about, like, born-again virgins, and then the term secondary virgins was coming up. Just, like, a bunch of... Yeah, that isn't a thing, A bunch of nonsense, yeah. If you've already had your shit pushed in, it's not coming back. (laughs) Shit pushed in, man. Good training. I've had my shit pushed in, man! (laughs) Terrific training day reference. That's terrific. (laughs) And then they ended the show with bloopers, or they presented it as bloopers... And I was like, this whole fucking show is a blooper. And they were just deleted scenes. They weren't even bloopers. It was just, like, the guys, like, eating McNuggets and having a laugh. It was... I was in on... I'm, I'm in on John Paul Jones. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. It was, it was Ladies, John Paul Jones. Ladies, email us heavy. with your thoughts. Enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, but if they, you're out there and you have ovaries, send me an email. <laughs> and they did win me back with some Jason Biggs bloopers. I gotta say. Anything Biggs related, I'm down. He was doing some People calling him the guy from American Pie infuriated me. Yeah, he's the guy guy from Saving Silverman. They showed him, like, getting shocked by pads. It actually reminded me of a scene from that movie. I was like, is he referencing that? That's fun. But yeah, and also, Howard, I don't know if you heard him the other day, he's been talking about this show Love Island, which he presents as, like, it's The Bachelor, but it's more about them having sex. Maybe. It might be. I was under the impression that it was like a Canada-UK show. Probably, because he says it's very, like, sex-heavy. Let's, let's watch that show next. It could be a laugh. Love Island. Hank does not sound like he's in. Unless you are, he's out. It's official. <clears throat> but, uh... Yeah, should we do 90 seconds of The Departed and then yeah, go down. to the feature film? I got a cue, because we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it is. 90 seconds, folks. Ba ba ba. I'm the best friend you have on the face of this earth, and I'm gonna help you understand something, you punk. You're no fucking caught. <laughs> He's right. We deal in deception here. What we, we do, do not deal in is self deception. Five years from now, you, you could be anywhere in the world, 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 but you will not be a Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Massachusetts state trooper. State trooper. You sure of that? You sure of that? I'm sure of that. Garen fucking T. <laughs> <laughs> You have 1,400 on your SATs, kid. You're an astronaut, not a statey. You don't have much family. I don't do have any family. Do you want to fucking work at Wahlburgers the rest of your fucked up life? They just shoehorn in DiCaprio. What's this idea Stephanie yeah. about you becoming a policeman? It's like Joe Biden-looking sidecar supporter. Creepy actor. Joe! <laughs> Joey. I'm much to an uncle. Well, you're trying to prove something to the family? Also, we got to do an when obit. We the family. We'll, we'll think of one, exactly. and we'll do it in the part in the post. Two. Yeah. All right. You always have to question... Le- Leo, we're coming you. for you. Come you know, see in the... Maybe we some good to have some Speaking. questions from time to time, you know? Hey, now. Am I an asshole? Are my kids you a mess? Is in. my wife a money-grubbing whore? <laughs> I mean, those are questions, right? Have I those ever been good to my dying sister, or am I just now pretending to be? You need some wow. money for the funeral. When my mother dies, we don't have any more connection. 
And that's 90 seconds, so that was a good way to wrap it up. I went a little over just to get that last line in. Beautiful. Uncle Edward. The fans appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, look out! Um, but yeah, Let's do the obit. I got an obit. Oh, yeah. Fuck it, let's crank it out, because then I want, we can do just the... Uh, the review? Yes. Ba-ba-ba. What do you got? It's the show me the money scene from Jerry Maguire. Wow. I don't know if I agree with this. I think it's a masterpiece. I love Jerry Maguire. Do you hear people referencing this still often? I feel like I haven't heard it in a while. A good show me the money. I think if I did, I might be charmed by it. I mean, I'm having fun. I'm still in. So got it. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Nice trailing you know, off. You know what it is? Battle cry from Tom Cruise. I love Jerry Maguire. It's yeah. in my top ten. I love Tom Cruise. He's probably the best living actor today. It's a great movie. Nail me to the cross if you disagree. One of but, the best rom-coms. I think that would be considered sure. a rom-com. I, it's the best, yeah. I mean, you put it up there with, you know, I don't know. What do you say? Like against we when Harry met Sally? Who cares? Yeah. Summer Catch. Dumb, all the Crystal. classics. Um, the whole deal. But that line in particular has been overused, and it's, okay. it's just this point. Like we're not. We're, some of these movies are going to be, you know, like putting down a dog. I mean, it's. I do love that. <laughs> you I do. I and then just, and I'll I'll be there <laughs> for that third act. That point you finish. It'll be dope. I just don't want to hear people say that anymore. Mm. It, okay. was, it was big for a while. It's not as bad anymore, but I don't know. That's it for me. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, show Fuck. me the money scene. Uh, Cuba Gooding's entire career. Is alive and well. Above ground. Never to be buried. Nope. Especially buried. not Chill Factor. <laughs> and all his, uh, all his like blank check movies that he got after winning an Oscar for Jerry Maguire. He's in some serious late 90s turkeys. All right. Well, let's do the sign-off, and yeah. then we'll come back with the review, and it'll be a little choppy, but who cares? Yeah. We can do plugs with the review. We'll sneak him in. Uh, Bye, fans. That was a choppy clip. i got to edit that one. Um, <laughs> I didn't even it hear is what it, it is. Yes. We'll be back. We'll be back, guys. Cowboy. Nest in